Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, and I'm all juiced up for this call today. I'm so excited to interview Laura Fowler, who is a wealth coach and pleasure activist. So I'll just go ahead and let you do like your own little brag intro. Tell us all the good stuff about you. Mm, Thank you so much, Megan. Yeah, so I am Laura Fowler. I am a wealth coach and business mentor, and I brag that I help women build amazing, pleasurable businesses and phenomenal wealth to support it. So I like to uh, help women build their first million, their second million, their third million, and on and on, because I think we all deserve to have deep soul level safety, amazing, joyful things in our lives and financial freedom. That sounds so delicious. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about like the before and after what, what got you on this journey as a wealth activator? (laughs) The before, huh? (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I come from a family that is very dysfunctional around money, very dysfunctional in general. So I grew up with a lot of codependency, pieces of abuse, a lot of um, dysfunction and poverty mindset. And I remember being probably 10 or 11 in my, in my early kind of preteen years and seeing my mom regularly crying over bills and just being very upset. So my before was just this idea that I don't know what is even possible in this world yet, but I know this is not the thing that I want. This is not the way that I want to live my life. I don't want to grow up chained to a job. I, you know, say I don't like, I don't want to grow up feeling like I can't my kids if I have kids. I don't want to grow up, you know, crying over bills because that's no fun, right? I want to live a life that is fun and abundant. And I see people out there who seem to have money and seem to have fun and seem to have things. So I want that. So it was very early on that I kind of started that piece. Um, And then it was later spurred by, uh, I got pregnant at 21, so pretty young, (laughs) and ended up raising my daughter alone. And that was kind of like a huge part of my why is that I didn't want her to ever see that from me. So that was kind of the, the two crux points of how I grew. So a lot of poverty mindset, a lot of constriction, um, a lot of fear in the before. And those are the things that I had to learn to heal and grow through. And I see that in so many women. What a trial by fire. I mean, I think being a single mom is one of the hardest and like most powerful things you can do and talk about learning the lessons along the way to be able to trust at the deepest levels is so powerful. I love my single mamas. Yeah. So anyone out there who's a single mom, who's a mom, who's a parent, like, let's just go broader. But yes, like it's such an amazing and important journey. 
Yeah. I love that. So how did you get on the coaching path? Tell us about that. So I've always been a helper. Um, I kind of, for a long time, I taught women's self-defense and I worked kind of in on the fringes of kind of those domestic violence um, pieces and educating around that. I have a master's degree in psych and social work. So I've gone to school. I went to school for psychology and social work, got my master's degree and really enjoyed that. And then coaching just felt like another level of freedom to be able to bring in more pieces of all of the education I had. And um, I built several businesses. So I've been an entrepreneur, a six figure income from businesses to be able to incorporate all of the pieces of me, like who I was, who I am, what I've learned, like educations, training, certifications, and what I know from life, from building businesses, from creating wealth. And coaching has that freedom, right? So in the negative, it's not, and in some ways it's negative and it's not like a certified, certifiable field. It's not very well regulated, but in the positive, it allows you to bring in education, training, coaching, consulting, healing, and all of the pieces into your practice. And so to me, it's one of the most beautiful places out there where you can get a little dose of all of the, all of the things. I love that so much. We have quite a bit in common. I was actually a victim advocate when I was in grad school and um, I wrote my dissertation on rape prevention. And so, I mean, Uh, that really like spurred on my sort of love for empowering women. And I think when you can hold someone in those moments, you can kind of hold them through anything, right? And so I love that you have that background. And I feel like I'm tempted to use this like for my own personal coaching session live because I know for me kind of coming up in the academic world, and having like a brick and mortar business and a private practice, I feel like the biggest edge for me, wealth accumulation has been really um, believing it can be easy. So I'm kind of curious about your own journey and like whatever tips that you have around that. The first thing I talk with people about is like, do you even know your numbers, right? Do you know your wealth? And I know that's not super fun, but you can make anything in life fun, right? Like, you know, you can create fun in whatever you do in your life. So how can you really sit down with yourself? And I know people talk about money dates, but I do think it's like actually Mm -hmm. a thing. Like have a coffee, pour yourself a glass of wine, do something that feels juicy and sit down with your numbers and start to get real. So what, you know, what do you have coming in? What do you have going out? Wealth is built by having excess and keeping that excess. Mm-hmm. So we think of wealth as being, I have a fancy car. I have, I can afford this nice purse. And all of those things are great. Those are a piece of having money, but building actual wealth that grows is having an excess of money that you're keeping and you're investing it to grow. And so creating that excess is really fun. Starting to see your money grow is like phenomenal. And so I love to see women when I'm working with them start to just really fall in love with, yeah, I'm making more money. And this is like, cool. I didn't think this could happen. Oh, I've created savings. That's now like a thousand, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000. And I see it grow every month. And so, you know, they remember like what I told them, well, remember the day when your money grows for you, that's going to be really fun. So, you know, being able to invest and see that grow every day, even when you're not working. So your money is actually working for you. So sit down, you know, kind of just think about like, what am I spending? What am I doing? What is, is it aligned? Because I don't think you should deprive yourself. It has to be fun. It has to be joyful. Um, in what ways can you make it super fun and super joyful? And then when you're done, reward yourself. Do something really, 
you know, fun, go get a massage, go get your nails done, go for a walk in the park, like whatever your, your joy is, whatever your thing is, go, go put a little bit of your money, a little bit of your wealth towards that and reward yourself for being on purpose, for getting intimate with your money, for being Ooh. aligned. Oh, I like how you said that, being intimate with it. You know, it makes sense because when we're anxious about something, we kind of avoid it. And so I know yeah. uh, I have definitely been guilty of that. Um, there's a, a particular spot in your human design chart where um, it addresses like your prosperity. And so for some people, it's about um, having money in the bank. For some people, it's about like experiences. And then my particular one is just like not worrying about it. I love <laughs> um, that one. Brings in the flow. It's like the whole trust thing. And I do notice that like the universe does take care of me, even if it's at the very, very last minute. And so I am totally a type B person, but I have been loving watching um, budget planners on YouTube. And really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like these women that have it all together and it's like, like my fantasy, but like, it's just like learning how to do it. You know, I wouldn't necessarily like chart everything every single day, but just getting like the overarching premise of it. And then I love how you're bringing the pleasure to it because, you know, if we're not aware, then we're not empowered. And so I think exactly. that that's the trick to it. And so you've definitely motivated me to have a money date. Um, what other kinds of things do you do when you're working with your clients? So a lot of things that tie into money are kind of this just knowledge around it. We do a lot of business building because obviously one of the ways to create more wealth is to, to create more income, right? So you can create more income or you can lower your expenses. Not everyone is in a place to lower expenses. Not everyone wants to lower expenses. Mm -hmm. There are women who want to have expansive ability to buy whatever they want. And so one of the big things we work on is building up your business, increasing your income. What are the prospects for doing that, for making it pleasurable? Um, and if you're already making, like I work with some women who are making multiple six figures, but they're just not happy. Yeah. And so how do we tweak that so that like the money brings you joy too? It's not just like an anchor to like, I have to do this 80 hours of work week. I have to go serve these clients. I have to show up at the office, whatever the thing is. It's meant to do all of the things. So really like thinking about business building, thinking about, are you really loving your business? Are you loving your life? Do we need to tweak those pieces so you have more joy, more adventure, more play, more intimacy? Um, because to me, feeling wealthy is all of the pieces. It's loving all of those things. It's having the, the deep relationships. It's having the healing. Um, and there's a lot of trauma and stories that come around money. I'm sure you know if you've sat down and thought about it when you're working with people. There's a lot of old stories and ties we have to money that come up really easily as we start to build wealth, just like we do with business. And so really doing those healing pieces and digging into the, the body and the somatic healing around money and wealth to make it easy, to make it fun, to let it, to be its own thing and be like a neutral tool we can use to live the best, live our best lives. Yeah. I think a lot of people have money around anxiety and I, <laughs> anxiety around money. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there. Um, you know, I know for me when I've gotten huge lump sums of money, it was almost like too much to handle. Like if it was, um, 
when we sold our house, we got $30,000 or if it was like a huge client sum or something like that, it was almost like, I'm afraid it's going to disappear from the account. And so, you know, a lot of us have fear around like not being able to pay our bills, but then when the money really starts flowing towards us, I think there's a whole nother layer of it is, yes, around yes. what it's like to have money. <laughs> it is a whole different fear. Yeah. So being able to hold money is really hard for a lot of women. So Oh, I so honor that, like being able to build that trust. I have a client just maybe two weeks ago who had an amazing launch and she brought in, you know, double, some five figures to some, and she was really freaked out because she's like, she liked payment. She's like, I like payment plans. Like my heart likes payment plans. I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't know that I can trust myself for this to support me for the course of time that people are paying, you know, they're paying for a four month program. How do, what do I do with it? How do I know I'm going to have it? in month two, month three, month four. So just being able to build that trust, to be able to to honor and celebrate and have money and hold it in whatever way it comes to you, whether it's celebrating that you got like a $2.50 refund in the mail and you're like, hell yeah, this is money coming to me. Or, you know, that you paid your bills. Like, can you sit down when you pay your bills and really get purposeful? Cause you talked about anxiety mm-hmm. and celebrate that you are able to pay your bills. Like this is actually an honor, right? Some people can't pay their bills. So can we really celebrate and give gratitude for what we have that we are able to pay our bills and be able to create these things in our lives? And if you have $100,000 come in, having this trust and this knowing that I can freaking do this. Like maybe I need to like look up some stuff. Maybe I need to get some help, but I have got this. Like this is meant to be mine. I am meant to be wealthy. It is my birthright and I can handle this and grow it and create beautiful things. So all of the pieces, celebrate all of the pieces and, and trust. That's awesome. You know, if you're friends with all of the coaches, which I think all of us are, you know, we're kind of like flooded (laughs) with sales posts all the time. And so I know a lot of us talk about like evidence banking and, you know, sort of, I think it's a more 5D part to go like, if that person can have it, I can have it. Um, But I know for me, like I get triggered when I see some of these like what I call it crazy money, which I yeah. mean, I'm like all about receiving some crazy money. So I'm not like, um, call it in, call it in, you know? Um, I'm just kind of curious for like those of us who are maybe like starting out or who are like just getting used to high ticket sales. Like what kind of advice do you have when you're seeing like your sisters do really well? And then what kind of advice uh, do you have just to kind of like have that million dollar mindset? Yeah, that's so huge, right? So I agree with you. I mean, even when I see things like that, sometimes I'm triggered. And so I think really is being able to bank it as evidence, see it and celebrate it. Then kind of center back into like you and think about a couple things. One being, do you actually want that? Like not everyone wants to have a million dollar business. It sounds glorious. It sounds amazing, but it does take a lot of work. Yeah. So remembering that we don't see all the behind the scenes, right? Like someone says, I had this, it was amazing. It was so easy, but they're actually doing a lot of work to create it. So I think that the concept of ease gets played with a little bit in marketing and ease can be, I actually just love doing my job. So yeah, I work like, you know, however many hours a week or ease can be, I have built a team and I pay out a chunk of what I'm making and they handle the things I don't want to do. So remembering that there's a behind the scenes that we don't ever see on social media. And even when people give us the behind the scenes, it's still just pieces of the behind the scenes, right? (laughs) So you're not in their whole like life and their whole reel seeing what they're sacrificing because wins 
wins and sacrifices play off each other and that's just life, right? Like if we're building something, we're stepping away our energy from something else. And so it's not a negative sacrifice, it's a positive sacrifice, but we have to be in a category. So really celebrating, really energizing, then centering back into us, like, do we actually want that thing? If you do, really start getting into that energy of like, that's a sign that I can create that. I do want the million dollar business, or maybe you don't and you just want a six figure business. Okay. That is a clear sign that I can create a six figure business because mm -hmm. that's happening all around me. Mm -hmm. And what is the first step outside of creating that energy for you to move towards that? So I think we get stuck in this energy and this loop of like, why does everyone else have it? But we forget that if we want to create, we have to act. And so how do I get into aligned high energy action? What is one thing that I can do starting today, every day to start building that? And so breaking it down into those tiny pieces of maybe I just need to show up online and ask people to come work with me more. Maybe I need to get clearer on my ideal client or my message. Maybe I need to really get loud because I'm already advertising and it's not quite working the way I want. So I need to get really bold and loud and excited and show that energy and be like, come fucking sign up to work with me exactly. <laughs> because I've got what you need. And so whatever that step is, start doing it. Cause I have people all the time come to me and say, I'm working really hard in my business. I'm asking people to work with me and it's not working. And when I do an audit on their page, they have one ask, seven <laughs> posts, one okay. ask, seven posts. And it feels like it, right? It feels yeah. like I'm out there asking. The vulnerability. But people feel. aren't seeing that, right? Yeah. Okay. So you have to get, you have to get aligned and you have to get serious. And I think that's what's creating that amazing money is that those people have decided and they have committed and they are showing the fuck up no matter what it takes. I think that's such a great point. And a, a kind of funny story happened to me. Um, I just taught a podcast masterclass. And, um, you know, I've been doing this podcast for about a year. And I was bragging to my husband. I was like, oh, honey, like, look, I made this amazing masterclass. Like, it looks so good. I'm so proud. I'm, like, going through it, you know, through all the slides. And he's like, wait, like, don't you have to have a podcast to teach a podcast masterclass? And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. Yes, I, I do have a podcast. Like, haven't I been like talking about a podcast for the past year, like nonstop, but it was such a good like lesson to me. Reminder. Who, like has undying love for me is my partner, like is totally there for me. And even he like, doesn't really yeah. understand what a podcast is and that I actually have one. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm expecting like the interwebs to like keep up with all my stuff. And my own husband, even though I've told him like 500 times, still didn't know, you know, and yeah. so I think it's just like a real edge for women to be the squeaky wheel. And I know I, I've invested a lot in many, you know, million dollar successful, amazing, incredible coaches. And I've always had a good experience. I will say though, I've fallen for marketing before. And sometimes people yes. are just really loud and they're very good marketers and they yeah. may or may not be the best coaches. And so I do think for those of you that like, know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure if you're listening, like you've got that spirit of like really Ooh, wanting to do good, you know? And so like, just know it, sometimes it's just about, about being loud. <laughs> sometimes it is. And you are correct. And, and marketing is a tricky thing. I do talk about that some, yeah. because I feel like it's the marketing world is a little iffy right now. People kind of promoting things that aren't actual successes. And I've seen a lot of this online. So remembering again, that like, just because someone is marketing something doesn't mean it's true. Like do a little bit of research, yeah. like have the trust, Use have your the excitement. 
and do some research. Yeah, do all the pieces, right? Because this is going to be your money, your time, your energy that you're, you're investing in someone and or trusting mm -hmm. that this thing is actually happening the way you think. And we don't always know that. It's kind of funny. I heard someone and um, a call I was on recently talking about how her husband had a Porsche and that everyone thought that she was really, really wealthy because her husband bought this fancy high-end Porsche and she's like we're actually broke as fuck because my husband brought this Porsche she's like he like over leveraged like and we're working on all this so but he's like uh -huh. he over leveraged us we have like we're struggling to pay, yeah. pay bills and so it's just this idea that our brain only knows part of the story but yeah. we really believe like oh this is what this means because someone told us that wealthy people have Porsches and we know that car costs x number of dollars but we don't know like how someone paid for it or what they're sacrificing or any of the pieces so kind of an off the wall example but just that's social media to yeah. me right like social yeah, media yeah. is I'm just putting the best thing out here and then you're going to make conclusions about it that I'm phenomenal and we don't know that so do your research get excited be in trust like do things and show up but also just just know that marketing is marketing. It's intended to pull you in, right? Yes. So. <laughs> and it does. Oh my does. gosh. I like feel like I, I, you know, I could buy every person's project and be so excited. Yes. You know, I used to always ask my clients, therapy clients, I would be like, okay, if you won the lottery, like what would you do? And then it just sort of like took off all the limitations. And my answer was like, do all the retreats and lead retreats. So I definitely um, am, you know, creating my with well. you. so I can suggest <laughs> whatever the hell I want for first things. <laughs> um, I have kind of a, a thing that I've been working on that I want to kind of get your take on. It's a little bit revolutionary and it's a piece that I've been working on with my coach oh. and <laughs> kind of like in your intro where you were saying that, you know, there are some people pleasing and then you have the counselor thing, you know, I've had a private practice for 10 years. And so here I've gone in the past two years from people paying me like $25 copays to like, I don't know, a hundred Xing my income for my latest yeah. offer basically. Um, and so it's been kind of like, woo, you know, total like worth up level. Um, and I think for me, um, one thing she said to me that really grabbed me was, um, it's, it's not about money and it's not about people because I think when you work in a service-based industry and when you're an empath and a caretaker and over giver, I know I've like bent over backwards to try to like serve my people. And I think to be like a real um, creator and specifically like a content creator, I've really started to lean into the pleasure thing of like, instead of people pleasing everybody else and being worried about like my financial bottom line or what's this person going to think, or are they going to stay or whatever? I really stepped into a more empowered position of just focusing on myself and what I want, which has been truly revolutionary. And the empath and people pleaser just like kind of spins, even just saying that out loud. But I'm just kind of curious, like, is that a shift that you see your women um, work with as they rise? Yes, I think yes. Yeah. So I think that self care and boundaries and really centering on who we are and what our purpose is in the world is like one of the number one things in creating business and creating wealth and like loving your life because we're taught as women to make it, like you said, to make everyone happy, right? Mm -hmm. To take care of everyone. And neither of us are saying like, don't take care of your clients. Like I'm sure of you course. do too. I show up for my clients like a thousand percent. Like, yeah. you know, I go above and beyond anyway. But at the core of it, it has to be based around like what you want in life because none of it's going to be that fun if we're not creating the lives that we love. And in my opinion, kind of the soul of money 
is its purpose is to create for us the things that we love, the lives that we love. And that's why I, 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 money has a lot of emotion around it. And I kind of pull people back into like, well, what if it was just a tool? Like, what if the soul of money is that it's here to take care of us? It's here to help us create safety and alignment and joy and freedom. And that's what it is. It's a currency for those things. So we really have to know what we want. We really have to align with our purpose. And that's when our messaging gets really like, shiny and beautiful and amazing is when it's us because that's what makes us unique that's our take on the world that's what we're bringing to our clients and that's what's going to attract our people instead of all of the people and so one of the things i believe really deeply in is working with your people is going to make you so happy working with all of the people maybe is going to bring you more money and maybe that's your goal that's okay like there's nothing wrong with having different goals but for me in my business i want to work with my people who feel aligned who i like literally get into a session and i feel like i'm hanging out with like someone i would go have coffee with or exactly. take to the you know take on vacation with me and it's just it's just so much more fun and it's easier to go deep and it's easier to have trust and so i totally agree with you yes like set boundaries, know your soul, really focus on yourself and your self-care and pull that into everything you do in life. Because we, we forget if we listen to society, we forget that we're not just mothers and CEOs and like all these other pieces, right? We're just like, we're just some fucking badass women. And we need to remember that and focus on that piece too. I know. And to kind of recognize like you already have what you want and you can like kind of choose pleasure no matter like what your circumstances are. And yes. I think it can be such a great equalizer. And I have to remind myself, um, I remember um, a friend of mine being like, you are the rich friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, my coach was like, you know, people on your feed, like they're wanting to have some of the things that you want, you know, even yeah. if I haven't hit that millionaire status. And so I think just like recognizing it's very like subjective and I ran into this kind of as like a consummate overachiever. Each milestone I hit, like, you know, graduating with the PhD, having a business, getting married, having a house, you know, having kids, like there was always a part of me that was like, okay, maybe this isn't like quite as good as they promised it would be. And it was because I was like delaying pleasure and thinking yes. like, that myth that like, once we have it all, everything will be fine. And really, I think busting <laughs> that sort of happiness class ceiling is so important because we really have to enjoy it all along the way because like when you walk across that stage it's like 10 seconds or you know like these moments are fleeting yes. versus like our entire lives being able to just say like I get to have fun no matter what I love that I think that's so true and I love the idea of pulling pleasure and celebration into everything because like you said a lot of us who are high achievers we get to a goal and we like celebrate for like 0 0.1 we're seconds. Like, and then we're like, wait, next goal. what's the next thing, right? And so how do we really sit in that and soak up that like, oh my God, I just got a freaking PhD. Like this is phenomenal. And like not just pass that on to like, okay, now I need to. And it's the same with wealth. Like every little win, like celebrate it. Get really excited. Like bring people into your celebration. And I like to say you can feel wealthy along the way because, you know, I work with some women who are starting from the beginning, right? So it's not going to happen tomorrow, like unless you win the lottery or something crazy happens. It's like a process, just like anything you're doing. And so how do you start to feel wealthy right now every single day? So as an example, like if I have someone who says like, I want to build wealth because I want to travel the world, 
how do we pull that back to like, what can you do now when you're not making travel the world money? Well, what if you started like picking out really fun places and you became a tourist in your own town? Mm -hmm. What if you picked out really fun places you've never been? Like you do a challenge of like in the next 30 days, I'm going to go to like 10 new coffee shops and get like whatever their specialty item is. That's like $5, right? So how do you spice up your daily life so that you really can sit and soak that up? you know, take all your Instagram shots, like feel really juicy, be in pleasure, enjoy some like solo time or with a friend and feel wealthy every day because that's how we get into that energy and spirit is like you said, enjoying the journey and soaking up the pleasure and the celebration and feeling pleasurable and wealthy every single day or, you know, as many days as we can because we know every day isn't always <laughs> the most joyful. I am queen of the free photo shoot. Like talk about like trying on all the clothes and then taking like yeah. a <laughs> dressing room. It's so right. fun. <laughs> Yesterday, my husband was doing a reno on our bathroom. And so I had to take my daughter out of the house and we went to the kitten cafe. And so she was playing with all the kitties oh. and um, I got to like write a couple posts. And of course they were pleasurable because I was like surrounded by cats. So yes. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things, you know, um, infusing it into your day and yeah. I think, um, you know, coming since we both have a counseling background, um, I've worked with people with trauma who like couldn't even say the word pleasure. And I think actually <laughs> that's pretty common. Um, yeah. if you've been hanging out in the pleasure communities, then like you got really good at saying it and bragging about it. But I think for a lot of women, it feels like super edgy. So, you know, what would you say to sort of like the pleasure novice who's just maybe following some of these pleasure coaches or wealth activators? Like, yeah. um, how did you sort of get in that community? So I think that if you're just starting out, first of all, if you have trauma, like I have clients who do come from a background of trauma. I come from a background of trauma. It changes the game. So let's just like first say like, yes, that's a different, that's a different thing. And a lot of us have small traumas. Some of us have bigger traumas, as you know. And so really like being gentle with yourself and loving with yourself. And so that just being acknowledged, how can you dip your toe into pleasure? Like it feels scary. It feels far away. I get all of that. Like you don't maybe feel like you deserve it or whatever the thing is. So maybe it's just, you take something that's in your already life. Like I take my kids to the park in the morning. Like, how can you make that a little more pleasurable? How can you just sit, be present, breathe and enjoy what they're doing? If you have coffee every morning, like how do you spice up your coffee that you're already having and really like maybe take it to a separate space that feels like safe and like, you know, and private and how to, so do it in a way that feels safe to your soul and then give yourself so much gentleness and gratitude. Like I said before, you know, feel wealthy every day or pleasure every day. Sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes we have bad moments and that's okay. So making all of those things that come up when you're trying to get into pleasure and it's not quite working the way you want or the way you see other people do it, know that all of that is okay. And that it's going to feel a little awkward because it's really different. So permission, grace, self-love, whatever it takes to just put your toe in it and just, just try, just try like a tiniest baby step. And I have people kind of write a joy list. So think of things that bring you joy, used to bring you joy. If you still can't connect to that, think of other women, you know, and what brings them joy and make it an experiment. Like I see people online taking bubble baths. I don't even know if I like a bubble bath, but like, I'm going to try that tonight and just see. Mm -hmm. So start to play with it because you weren't maybe trained or given permission and it feels scary. And it relates to things that, you know, 
kind of make your heart race and go like, oh, no, that's not me, but that's okay. Like, that's all just okay. So I think the number one thing is, is making it okay and taking just the tiniest baby, baby steps around it to kind of dive in and find a safe place to celebrate it. So, you know, I'm sure in your group and my group, there's so many places out there where women like understand that this is joyful and that it can be difficult. And so go find somewhere safe to celebrate it outside of your normal bubble where people don't maybe get it and start to celebrate pieces of you and allow that vulnerability to be rewarded and celebrated. And you know, right? Like if someone posts like, this is the first time I've done this, like people will jump on and get excited for you. And that just feels very, very good usually or rewarding, or even if it's triggering, like the edge of it is like, oh, this kind of feels good. <laughs> so really starting to dive into that. Yeah. And I love how you tease the groups a little bit. So I'm just going to plug them since you set me up for that. Your group is the Embodied Millionaire and come join my Divine Feminine Revolution if you're not already in there on Facebook. Um, I have feel like Facebook groups have been um, such a, game changer for yes. business, for communities, for revolution. And so I just think that is amazing. I wanted to say about the pleasure piece, you know, in, in psychology, like we really call it self-soothe. Um, I'm thinking of like improve the moment, which is a DBT skill. Um, so if the pleasure thing is like too much of an edge, I think just really, really recognizing that this is actually really good psychology and it's really good self-care and it's just about like self-soothing and how could you feel even 10% better? Yeah. I remember, um, I was getting, I was at the dentist and kind of getting drilled on like pretty harsh and I was like, okay, can I like, is there any part of me that can like lean into this high sensation? And even though I want to like run away, like, can I just like as yeah. they're in my mouth, like can I lean into the discomfort of that? And that's an advanced skill, y'all. I'm not necessarily saying start with that one. But you know, it's like we do have a choice, and that's like the power of mindset. Whatever, you know, meaning we're making out of these things is the thing, you know. Yeah. And so just recognizing, I think a lot of us get caught in trauma patterns because there are, they like, they are highest sensations. And so sometimes we kind of get addicted to the adrenaline or the drama. And so just recognizing that like, we can rewire that into letting like pleasure fill that cup for us. And it's like you said, it is just like simple practices um, that yeah. can make such a difference. And I think recognizing that, right. So like, if you start to see yourself in the same pattern, start to get really curious of like, if I really get purposeful and think about what's happening when I freeze, when I feel the need to hide and watch Netflix for seven hours, when I want to like run away, right? Or when I go like, you know, massively shop just to fill this like kind of feeling and it doesn't even feel good. Like what is, the, what are the steps? Cause there's always something that starts it. There's always a piece, a feeling, a story, like an action. So start to get really purposeful with that and dig into it because those are the triggers that we kind of get addicted to. If we grow up in chaos, we think chaos is home. Mm -hmm. And so our brain around money, around all of the things starts to think like, this is the way that feels safe, mm -hmm. even though logically we know that's not the way we want it to be. And so we have to start to pull apart those pieces of what we think feels safe and what we think is home is actually probably a trauma trigger or like an echo of something that happened in our past that we're trying to, to clear and heal. And so that's where the healing comes in, as you know, to like the purposefulness. I don't know, like, do you agree with that? Because that's something I see in a lot of women that we have to really get on purpose and get clear with what's going on underneath oh. and start to heal that and clean it up for, for the superficial things to like work continuously. And for you to be able to see when the freeze comes or the hide comes, like, 
my experience, they don't just never come again. You just learn to deal with them better. Mm -hmm. You learn to like process through them. You learn to feel like, okay, I've got this thing. Like I know what it is. This is not me anymore. It's not my thing. It's not even my story. And I know what to do with it, to, to, to be with it, to heal it, to meditate through it, whatever your, your skill is and to get back on track, get back to what, to the life I'm living. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. And I think there's so much, um, with, because coaching is sort of, uh, like elite industry, it brings up a lot of worth. There's like the visibility triggers and fears. There's like, you know, abandonment feels, I mean, there's like so much feels, I think having a business itself is, uh, such a, you know, spiritual practice and can be so vulnerable, but then to have like a brand where it's like your show and like you are the business. And not only that, you're sharing all these like deep, personal, intimate things. (laughs) Like you're talking to everybody kind of like your best friend, you know, there's so much in there. And I think it's, the people who do it really well, you can tell that they've just done so much healing work to be able to share and like receive at that level to me, is just like so remarkable. And I think particularly coming with that authentic piece, um, my, my signature program is Fearless Feminine and it was kind of based on my own journey of like, I never had to advertise as a therapist. I just had a psychology today profile and it was like full. Mm. <laughs> um, so as far as a business model goes, it was pretty easy. And I think becoming a public figure, becoming a coach, um, there's so much in there. And so like to really uh, be able to hold that and excel at it, I think there's so much inner work. And I think for me, it's just really literally becoming unapologetic and like really, truly not giving up fuck what people think, which was oh my, God, so true. my kryptonite. <laughs> so, so true. So true. Yeah. I totally like in my soul feel that because like, as I started talking more about money, when I first started, you know, oh, kind of yeah. pivoting from business into wealth, Yeah, all of the things came up, right? Like, I'm like, am I really going to say this online? Am I really going to share like these numbers? Am I really going to put that out there? Because all of the past fears come up, all of like the traumas, all of the like, oh my God, what if? What if someone comes for me? What if, like, you know, all these like crazy things that you're like, wait, where did that even come from? So you have to be able to be on purpose and be conscious with them and, and work through them and heal them with support on your own, however that works. So, oh my God, that's such a great point. I know. And I mean, that's what I really think of as the divine feminine revolution is all of these incredible leaders, like rising, becoming so vocal, creating like wealth and power. Um, you know, it's not just a sales tactic tactic. It is really happening. And, um, these women are, you know, you and me, everybody who's listening, like we're all a part of this and like, we're here to really change the world and not just, like save the world. I feel like it's antiquated. It's like a lot of our world is really broken. And so we really need to create this like feminine paradigm where we can have ease and belonging and safety and connection and pleasure and feel safe about it. And like kind of shout it from the rooftops that this is like a better, much better way to live life. I mean, I know for me, um, I've created, you know, financial success at like kind of mind blowing proportions compared to my therapy practice, but I'll say like the best result in investing in myself has just been like my own personal liberation. Like it has been, Yes. I'm a totally different person than two years ago. And it has just been sort of like the up levels 
it can kind of make your head spin, but I can just tell, even looking back at pictures of myself, it's been such a huge transformation. And so I think, you know, business wise, it makes so much sense to invest, but I think personally, like the personal healing that's available for everyone, even just listening to a podcast, just listening to a live, getting in a free challenge. Like you don't necessarily have to invest the big bucks to get the benefits because that's what we do as thought leaders, right? We're talking about this stuff all day long. And so there's so many places you can learn from. Oh my God. I so agree. I tell people all the time, like, you know, people get on a call with me and they aren't anywhere near able to afford. I don't actually push people into debt. I'm, that's a whole nother conversation yeah. around like how you, what you can afford. I push people into free content, like start here, yeah. like listen to all of these things that are out there and I will send you resources. Like, you know, if this is what you want to know, listen to me, listen to this person, listen to that person. There's so much out there. So if you aren't ready to quite step into stuff, like Megan just said, like, find all of the things, do the free challenges, do the YouTube videos, like, you know, take things with a grain of salt because we don't know how expert everyone is, but like start to absorb information and start to filter through it and see like what feels really good to me, what feels inspiring to me and listen to that. There's free meditations. There's all kinds of juiciness out there. So there's so many places to learn, to grow and to start to expand. You know, I, I just, I think that's so such a vital thing to say. And yeah, just be you. <laughs> really. <laughs> it's funny, you know, I have been like a chronic in- investor in coaching and I have like spent a small fortune in the past like three years. And I remember sort of my last like most uh, expensive investment. At one point she said, I think, which may be the best coaching advice I ever got. She was just like, Megan, you know what? Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Actually, really needed to hear that. Do that. I've invested so much in coaching. There's so many different, like, you know, shoulds, which I know, like, I never try to say should, but it's in there, you know, when we're learning so many things. Um, and I remember getting off a call with her and then she did a live and then basically said the exact same thing on the live as she had said on my one-on-one call. And I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder her lives are so good. She's like basically repeating her one-on-one coaching advice into a live. And so I, I'm just, one of my missions and values that's really important to me is accessibility. So like, you know, I think that my high ticket clients like pay for me to come do this podcast and they pay for me to show up in my group and they pay for you know, me to create all the content and videos that I do. And so even though it can seem elite, like, I feel like there's something for everybody at every level. And I mean, the transformation is like the proof's in the pudding, right? Like it just happens. And so I think finding people that make you feel good for one thing, you know, and let you know that it's possible for you. This isn't just something that like a few people can do. Um, you know, it really is available uh, for, for anyone who's really good at facilitating a transformation for people and, you know, knowing that you can do it is so powerful. It's it's the beauty of like social media and where we are today, right? Like you can really access, like if you want to ask a billionaire a question, you can probably find one online somewhere and ask them a question, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you want to do a thing, I mean, one of the early things I did in my business was I reached out to people who, who were like my online mentors who had a thing that I wanted. And I literally would reach out and say like, Hey, could I buy you a cup of coffee? Like if I came, I flew to multiple different cities to meet with people who were CEOs in ways that I respected. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would literally say like, if I fly up to, you know, Connecticut, can I, can I take you for a coffee during your lunch break or buy you lunch today when you have to pause anyway, and just have like, you know, a couple minutes of your time, more people than you would think said yes. And so I got some really juicy information from people who were already creating things I wanted. Well, now that's available also just online. And so there's so many ways to access like 
the how to's, the like the energy, the excitement, the, the possibility everywhere all around you to really create this like wholeness of knowledge and start to fill in the gaps. And I love what you said about just, just do whatever the fuck you want. Cause you're right. If we like overcoach, sometimes we have people telling us different things and then we're like, Oh my God, oh God what do I do? I've had multiple <laughs> coaches. Yeah. At one point I had three one-on-one coaches. Just, it was a random thing that kind of happened. Like a mastermind yeah. turned into one-on-one, whatever, but like three, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so like, another thing people I tell people moment. Is take a pause. yeah, I'm so pro coaching. And I tell people sometimes take a pause because yeah. we learn all this information, but we also have to like implement it a little bit. Right. And we can get overwhelmed with learning. And yeah. especially for like, you're, you, you sound like you're like me, like I love to learn. Mm-hmm. And so like, it can actually be a pleasure for me. And so I will use that as a way to not do is I'm like, well, I'll just learn another thing. I'll just learn another thing. Um, and it feels so good. But like, you have to pick a pause and implement and figure out, okay, out of all of this that I've learned, what pieces are my pieces? What is my way? And how am I going to craft this into my, my business, my financial fullness, my like journey towards joy, whatever the thing is and make it yours and then move on to the next step and like pull that in and make it yours. So I don't know. It's, it's so funny because there is just so much out there and there's so many ways for us to learn from so many amazing women, people, humans. Um, I love it. The podcast has been such an amazing avenue for me because I do just love surrounding myself with power women. And I love to kind of be the support role of just like hearing the story and like honoring their genius. Um, so it's allowed me, it's been a lot cheaper <laughs> buying every single coach I fall in love with. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and just like, I think sharing that, um, with people, I know I regularly binge podcasts and that's another, such a great source. And then I think original shout out to you too, because I learned how to hula hoop on YouTube. I mean, I've learned so many things on YouTube. Oh my gosh. Finalizing funnels, like every single thing. <laughs> so yes, um, the, absolutely the is out there and it is power. Um, so I sort of like to kind of close with um, this version of the Divine Feminine Revolution, which I feel like we've touched on several aspects of it, but I want to just kind of ask you directly, like, if you could change one thing about the world, or if you could just kind of wave a magic wand for, for your version of paradigm shift, and I know there's so many we could choose from, but what would be sort of your wish for the world? Oh, this is probably going to sound kind of basic, but my wish for the world is that people would just be fucking kinder to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like kindness is so lacking these days. People are so polarized. We're so like set in our point of views. And if we could just open our hearts to a little bit to that, we're all just humans. We all have a past. We all have feelings and just be kind and knowing that the people around you may have slightly different beliefs. They may have slightly different thoughts. So that kindness to me is a huge part of, of creating wealth, of feeling pleasure, of having community and healing that I think all of the world needs. So not to go super basic, but no, I'm, just gonna, that, I'm just gonna weigh in on kindness. <laughs> that covers so many things. And, and for me, I feel like my openness to experience is one of my best personality traits, but I also have to remind myself that being truly open is like holding space for everyone. I'm not getting triggered by people who think differently than I do. And so I think, yes, that is definitely a huge ingredient (laughs) towards the world peace and, you know, creating this like paradigm shift that I think really is available where we get to have 
this dialectic of safety, belonging, and inclusion. And we also get to have like full expression and differences and, you know, our own truths, whatever that is for each of us. So Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like you'd be a great one to have come back and talk. I'm sure we could talk for hours about these things. Um, So tell us how to find you, how to work with you. Give us all the good. I am at XO Laura Fowler on Instagram. The Embodied Millionaire is my group on Facebook and, you know, everything kind of comes together on my personal Facebook page. So feel free to friend me, Laura Fowler on Facebook. Um, and I'm sure you add links or whatever, but, um, I am all over the place. So come find me, come hang out. I'm total open book, totally open. DM me, ask me questions, whatever you need. I would love to get to know you. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. And I think, you know, a lot of coaches don't have that kind of access. And so I think that's a really great bonus for people to really get to know you at that personal level. So thanks everybody for watching. Go check out Laura and her group and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye everyone. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.